0: So, do you think that discernment is something that business leaders, particularly, could benefit from? Um, And I ask that question because we've been talking about it kind of in a in a general sense. This is something that people can use, but um a lot of our students you won't be surprised to hear are 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 people in 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 management and or with uh you know bigger jobs than that in in the business world whether they're entrepreneurs or they're in the c-suite or directors and um and it may sound like this is something for somebody at the beginning of their career Mm -hmm. um you know students as they're just getting out from undergrad or something like that but do you think there's there's something here for business leaders
1: in particular yeah, I do. I mean, again, I'm not, I'm not, you know, in the business world other than my little private practice. But you know, I'm, I'm not a, a business person. But I think it's true for everyone. And I think business leaders, you know, particularly um, uh, if people are watching them and paying attention to them, they've got a lot of potential leverage mm-hmm. and influence with other people. Like I always say to people, "Who do you want to be in the world? You know, who do you want to be?" And, you know, when business people, sometimes very famous business people, uh, people, names that everyone would recognize that act very badly uh, in various ways, then people under them feel like they have permission to act really badly, too, you know, and it kind of spreads. It's almost like a virus. I mean, that can kind of spread. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, you know, we always want to ask, like, who do you want to be? And we see sometimes a lot of business leaders making decisions that are that you hear in hindsight, and you say, "Really? What were you thinking there? <laughs> you know, really?" And you say, "Is that who you want to be? Do you really want to be that?" And I think it's so important, particularly when business leaders are being watched very closely by you know their employees or the public or whoever. Now, maybe they don't care and they're happy to do whatever they want, whenever they want it and whatnot. But I think there is a price that gets paid for that, not only for them, but for people around around them.
2: And that's important, too, because people don't realize that even if they're not in a prescribed leadership position, they are being watched. They are leaders in other realms. People are looking to them for guidance or um, to, as, a, as a role model. And they might not even r- realize it. And so thinking about, wait a second, who, who will I be remembered as, as a person? It, what's my character going to come across is, is incredibly important that a lot of people haven't spent a lot of time thinking about.
1: No, I think that's so true. And you see this, if you have young children, for example, you know that young children sort of absorb everything. They just absorb even your little mannerisms and things like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of interesting. I sure. mean, my son now is 24 and in graduate school, but he'll say things or he'll do things or he'll have little mannerisms that are like, oh my God, that's what I do. <laughs> or, that's what my wife does. Oh my God, good. he picked up on that. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know, and, and, you know, I mean, I think we all do that and, and others do that too. And and so even if you don't have a high profile, you know, position where everybody in the their brother is watching you because you're a big CEO of a big company or whatever, but people are still watching. Yeah. And people are um and, and it's not just family members, people are watching. And people the thing people remember about other people when you think about what you want written on your tombstone kind of thing. People remember when others are kind to them
2: mm-hmm.
1: and when they're not. <laughs> mm-hmm. They remember great. that. And they remember that always. And that's amazing. I mean, that's totally amazing. And when people will say things to you, I mean, people might from your distant past will say, I remember when you did X. And you're like, I don't remember that.
2: Yeah. But they remember
1: that. And uh, right. and so I think people remember when you're kind and when you're not.
2: I I, I point that out, particularly in not only student group projects, but in the workplace. You're at, you know there's that one person who's not carrying their weight, and everybody knows. But what they don't realize is, okay, you're in a group. People are going to remember how you acted. If it's a group project, if it's a work project, whatever it is, it could be a social group. They're going to remember that. And it can follow you a long time, like you said. People remember if you were kind or lazy. And especially in some areas, it's a small world. And word gets out pretty quickly if you're the one who's the lazy one or the particularly kind one. And hiring and firing decisions can actually be influenced by this. And some people just don't see that. They don't realize that their actions that they take for granted, the little things, can really add up to some big consequences.
1: And now we all, that's true. And now we have to realize that no one's perfect either. We all have our moments of weakness, (laughs) our moments where we say things or do things where we later regret. So no one's perfect. So then in addition to the kindness issue, Uh, We also have sort of the the forgiveness and reconciliation issue, which is sort of like when you screw up, (laughs) what do you do about it? And you know, what do you do? You know, so sometimes you do screw up. You were the lazy. As we all do. As we all do, right? And I'm very fond. I'm very fond of uh, you know Romans 10, which basically says that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, and sometimes you screw up. And you gotta say, I've sinned or I've screwed up. I made a mess. I'm really sorry. I hope you can find it in your heart to forgive me and I'll try to do it better next time because we all screw up. So I think you're right. We've all been that person who said, oh God, I can't believe, did I really say that? Did I do that? Uh, Ouch. Can you find a path towards reconciliation? And that's important now, especially because now we're in cancel culture where somebody, you know, screws something up, and now you're like dead to me. And it's like, really? Why is everybody so dead to me? They shouldn't be dead to me. You know, so I think in our current cancel culture world, where one screw up, now, obviously, certain screw ups, you got to really, you know, like, you know, somebody sexually abusing a child, I mean, you can't, you know, just let them go out and, and do that again, right? So I mean, there's certain things that people do that you're like, you're one and done. But there still has to be sort of a spirit of, okay, what do we do about this? Where we still are respectful to people. We're still um, find a path. So some kind of reconciliation, even if, even if they've, uh, you're not going to give them the keys to the kingdom again.
0: I'm trying to, I, I, I had a question and we've now gone in a slightly different direction, but I, I, I think I think it will it, it's it's probably still still relevant
2: coming I, I back wonder, to discernment data rewind, well, rewind, oh, rewind Yeah,
0: yeah
2: where <laughs> we? the thing I was wondering is what's a
0: healthy amount of reflection so I you know I certainly there's this expression in business analysis paralysis right where you right. just sit and you sit with whatever the information is for as for a long time and you still don't you don't have clarity yet and so since you don't have complete clarity you just kind of sit there for a longer period of time, <laughs> and and it and it's it's not so clear, I, at least not to me. You know, is there a switch? Is it a light bulb? What, what's the moment to say? For example, if we're using the four Ds framework. You know, that I'm moving from at this point from discovery to detachment and moving from detachment. to Or what point do I just make a decision Um, and move to direction already? Get there. Exactly. Exactly. No, you're right. You're right.
1: That's a great question, because we got to be practical. And I'd say, you know, I say, you know, we should be we can be reflecting 24 seven, but we, we do it while we're moving. (laughs) there you go we're moving you 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 keep it moving you keep it moving and and uh you um uh i think that you find a way to reflect and discern as you're doing whatever you're doing uh and you're learning along the way and um you know I, i one of my habits uh every morning i since 1976 um, which is really amazing since I'm only 29 years of old. Course, that's yeah, a whole nother thing. Yeah. But wow.
0: um, that uh, is amazing. <laughs> yeah,
1: I, I take a run every morning and, and that's that's my you know, great time. That that run is a great time to reflect and discern. But I'm running uh-huh. while I'm doing it. You know, mm-hmm. you're not just sitting, you're running. Right. And so I think yeah. whatever we're doing, we're in the car, we're doing groceries, you know, we're we're at work, we're whatever. We're, we've got something going on in the back of our head that is, I think, reflecting and discerning. And we're keeping asking, because every moment of every day, we're answering certain questions. And one of which is, who, who am I? And, mm-hmm. you know, and who do I want to be in this world of ours? Uh, with, every, with every interaction, with every um, behavior. And it can be per- paralyzing if you let it. But I always say, you got to keep moving, keep running, walking, whatever you're doing, keep moving but reflect and discern along the way.
2: So here's the one case where multitasking is actually beneficial.
1: Yeah, I think so. Because you're sitting in the middle of a meeting, you know, listening and you're paying attention. And then you might be asking yourself certain questions during that meeting about Mm -hmm. yourself and about, is this who we are? Is this who we wanna be? Is this what we Mm -hmm. should be doing or not doing? And so often, people who get so wrapped up in whatever the decision of the day is that they're not asking the bigger question. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that can be productive. That can be very productive. Right. Um, you know, you know, I can remember actually once Jennifer, you and I were in a meeting, and you may or may not remember this, but I remember that we were in a meeting and, and something happened in that meeting that was sort of like, huh, is this who we are? <laughs> Did we? Had, was
2: it one of those times where we looked at each other and went, what just happened here
1: exactly exactly (laughs) and we had to kind of reflect and discern and kind of look at the bigger picture and say is this who we are is this how we want to be and so you know i think you've got that running thing of going in the background you know Uh, Uh uh, but i think it's okay i think it's it's sort of like when you're on your computer and you've got you know one program like right now we're on zoom but maybe you've right. got some, you know, alert in the background or, you right. know, breaking news <laughs> from the New York Times or something, You've something in the background. Uh, right. I think it's okay. okay. It
0: so, sounds like you think we're gonna be okay.
1: I hope so. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we're gonna be okay, we're gonna be okay. Um,
1: but I think we, you know, some of this is pushed by values, right? I mean, value, there's certain values that we embrace you know, Santa Clara three C's, you know, competence, conscience, right. and compassion is an example. Right. And there's other values that we embrace. And, and this helps to keep us organized and centered so that our reflection and discernment is not all over the place. It's it's mm. it's it's rotating around these values. Mm-hmm. And I think that's important. Mm-hmm.
0: One of the things that I ask I, I encourage students to do is to is to be really intentional about what their values are and and to, to name them for themselves. And I hadn't made the connection before necessarily that by naming that for yourself then it makes this discernment process which we're saying is basically something that that you have constantly going it makes it easier as as you were just describing Tom right that it's it, it gives you a focus. Um, on a regular basis and um, so I'm just uh, sort of imagining how that how that works for for people
1: yeah I mean a good example I think is that you know in the Hindu tradition for example when they are greeting of namaste you know namaste basically means the divine in me sees the divine in you you know Um, so there's this recognition of something sacred in the other uh, and in yourself I think that's powerful Um, also in the rules of Saint Benedict uh, if, uh, uh, one of the rules of the, the rules of Saint Benedict is you treat other others, even strangers, as if they're Jesus Himself. So if if you know some stranger knocks at the door and there's Jesus inside that stranger, you're going to treat them in a certain way. Um, and so I think this notion of sacredness it could, if people are sacred, as an example, then that just makes you treat people a certain way. Or if, or if kindness is a is a virtue or or a value that you mm-hmm. embrace, then you're just going to, you know, treat people in a certain way, and so I think whatever your virtue values may be, you can. They are sort of almost like a mantra that you're using mm-hmm. to guide you in your day to day decision making. No matter what it is, little things, mm-hmm. big things, and and a good example is that sacredness. Like if you really think and say namaste to people then uh it's really hard to treat them like crap
2: <laughs> good point it's good advice <laughs> actually no matter what that should be an underlying mantra i like that
1: um well I, you know i like when you know we had um the, the very well-known jesuit uh, jim martin the, the, the commencement speaker at Santa Clara about, you know, maybe it was about I don't know, six or eight years ago, something like that. And he had top 10 advice for, you know, graduates um, of college. And the first one, the very first one was don't be a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually, I think he actually said, don't be an ass. <laughs> but <let laughs> you, you, you. And, you know, that's really good advice. Yes. I mean, we laugh nice. about it. <laughs> But that's really good organizing. In a Don't be a jack. <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: so, we've talked about one of the issues that can come up is not being able to move on from discernment or the third D to the fourth D to moving on to direction and making it a choice. What are some other challenges that come up during the discernment process?
1: Well, I think there's a question of what we call uh, the discernment of spirits, and which is basically, you know am I really being called to that, or is that just my narcissism? You know, I'm being called to be you know king of the world. well, really? <laughs> I, I'm, you know, I, I'm I, I don't
2: think be. I've ever heard that
1: <laughs> Oh. No. Never. Oh, I, do. I think
2: I've heard that.
1: <laughs> Definitely. Or, you know, or I'm being called to, you know, that God wants me or, or, or I'm being called to be, you know, quarterback of the 49ers or whatever it is, whatever. whatever. And sometimes you say, really? And so I think there's a question of the, in the discernment process to be able to get thoughtful, honest, corrective feedback and and that you know and and that's important so you need to have people that will tell it to you straight and will say you know i don't know if you're really you know you're being really called to do that or, i don't think the discernment process i think it's really your the narcissism speaking and not much other than that and i think that really really is important um to get f- corrective feedback from people who are, you know, of goodwill and who can be honest and can look at you and say, I don't know about that. And, um, and so I think that that's important. Um, So that, that kind of corrective feedback uh, is critical, I think, during that discernment phase.
2: Thank you so much.